You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com. Hampton Roads has a long-running high school and college sports tradition. It's time to give them the spotlight they deserve. This is 757 Saturday Sports Talk on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Here is Matt Hatfield. And we're back here on 757 Saturday Sports Talk, brought to you by Larry King Law. Engineer in an accident, you call 757-I-N-J-U-R-E-D for Larry King. And we are pleased to be joined at this time by a special guest, longtime friend and regular on the show. He is a graduate of Bethel High School in Hampton. He's one of the co-founders of the Hampton Roads Youth Foundation. They got their football camp coming up later this month. Also, the 4th Annual Student Athlete Leadership Symposium, 27th Annual Hampton Roads All-Star Camp on July the 8th, a week from today over at Armstrong Stadium, Hampton University. We say hello to Carl Francis. Uh, how are you, my friend? Good to talk to you. Man, it's always a pleasure to uh, speak with you, Matt. Thank you for having me, and uh, I'm just so happy to be here, my friend. Well, you make it two weeks in a row for Bethel High graduates. My co-host, Coach Young uh, Ed Young of Nans River Basketball, is over at Bethel today for a basketball event. But we had on Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, you know, former Bethel uh, Bruins standout, <laughs> multi-sport athlete, Notre Dame ACC defensive player, here now with the Browns, and now you make it two in a row. So the Bethel Bruins have been represented here in the 757. Oh, man, I am so proud of Jeremiah. We talk all the time, and uh, just his accomplishment, things that he's been able to achieve. And I was celebrating him in his camp last week, as well as, you know, he's doing so many things in his native country of, of, of Ghana, yes. in Africa, and uh, he's really changing lives. So I'm very proud of him. So uh, I feel privileged to, to, to be back-to-back weekends with a former Bruin. Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny, uh, we'll get to the camp and the symposium in a second here, Carl, but I mentioned yeah. on the show, you know, I've been doing this 20-something years now, and he's in the top five of smartest people I've ever interviewed. I put him, Elizabeth Williams, James McAdoo, E.J. Manuel, and probably could find one more, it's easy to find, but maybe Mark Williams, Elizabeth's brother, but of smartest people, when you get done talking to him, you say... Uh, he's not only smarter than me, he's probably smarter than about 99% of the listening audience as well. I tell you what, you could not have said it better than me, just in terms of he's one of the most disciplined, most well-thought-out individuals that I've ever met. Even when he was coming out, you know, coming out of Notre Dame, and I was talking to him about some pre-draft stuff regarding just his, uh, you know, the process of selecting an agent, and all the things that he needed to do uh, in order to prepare himself. And he was doing this without, like, any advisors. He was sitting there with me on a Zoom. He was taking notes. And this is like a 22-year-old kid. I'm like, man, this kid is giving all his information, and he's, he's just retaining it, processing it. And the way he navigated it showed me that he will be a pro for a long time. Not on, Football is like something that he's just naturally great at, but life is something that he's going to really excel at, for sure. Absolutely. That's putting it spot on. Well, you got the 4th Annual Student Athlete Leadership Symposium, Friday, July 7th, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. They can find out more details at hryf.org. But I noticed the keynote speaker is Kimberly Martin. So if you watch ESPN, like a lot of our listeners do here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1 and ESPN's national stream we carry, uh, they see her on TV exchanging barbs a lot of times with Stephen A. Smith on first take. You've also got Thomas Skeeter III, the mental health awareness, and then name, image, and likeness, Brendan Hill, NIL coordinator. So you're encompassing a lot of different elements to this. Tell the audience what the student-athletes and just the people in general get that take in this symposium. 
Well, you know, for 27 years we've done the annual football camp where we provide, you know, life skills, discussion, some football development, and just mentorship. But as we've gone along, we wanted to provide more of an overall life skill structure to the student athlete as a whole, not necessarily related to whether they're going to be a professional athlete, but just their overall professional development. Because you still can be a Jeremiah Wusu without the football. Mm -hmm. Because, look, you just gave more credit to him off the field, uh, his off the field achievements, than on the field because he's a very smite, smart, bright young man. So, you know, educating kids on NILs, whether they are receiving NILs or not, that's an industry that you could potentially parlay into once your, your high school career is over and you're going into college, okay? Mental wellness impacts everybody. The stress of social media right now is sending kids through the roof, especially when it comes to offers, especially when it comes to, how come I'm not playing, getting playing time versus this guy? Or I want to go to college and I'm not getting admitted into this college. Like all, and then they got a lot of home issues that they're dealing with. So this is an area that we want to help give them some tools to use to navigate that space. And then we have the financial education piece, which kids think you got to be rich to understand how money works. That's not how it works. Like you can put together a budget off of $20, right? And so we want to give them the fundamental lessons and tools of, how to manage money, right, the fundamentals of it. And then, you know, when you have Kimberly comes in with her her life story of how she became this, this person that was not the case four or five years ago. She started off as a journalist with the Syracuse University. Now she's on television trading bars with Stephen A. Smith, and Stephen A. loves her. And so I just wanted her to talk about her leadership, particularly being a woman in sports. So I wanted to really impact the peninsula and in the Hampton, South Side, Hampton Roads area, just, you know, exposing them to different traits, different information that can help them beyond sports, whether they go on to college, pro, or whether they just finish off in high school. It doesn't make a difference. All of these tools and all these resources apply to everybody. What's been the feedback, having done this the last three years, from it? I mean, I imagine you've gotten a lot more positive things from it, and it's something that's going to continue to grow. Yeah, we've gotten positive feedback. I think the awareness of it. We just got to keep making, you know, making it known that we're doing it, so more parents can see the importance of it. They can see how it impacts their children, how it can impact uh, their their student athletes or kids that's playing any sport. And the key to this one is people associate us with football. This is not a football event. This is a student athlete event for boys and girls. I don't care if it's the JV you know, tennis team. I don't care if it's the golf team. Everybody can use these resources and tools to apply to their everyday life while they're student athletes in, in high school and potentially in college. This is something they can carry on. So it's not just football players. It's for young ladies and young, young, young boys who are out there playing high school sports in any sport. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest uh, misnomer that I wanted to clean up and make sure that uh, that got the word got out on that. So uh, we're excited, um, we're motivated, and uh, I just continue to be excited about my hometown. You know, I've always been in love with my hometown, and uh, anything I can bring back to share to to get kids motivated, I'm I'm I'm, I'm all in. Absolutely. And as you know, it takes a village, Carl. And maybe that football athlete in the family has someone that's a brother or a sister or a friend, a cousin that can be impacted and affected outside of a sport or something that they need that help, right? 
Absolutely, 100%. 100%. It's, and we just wanted to make sure we're just as motivated by, you know, empowering young young ladies uh, to become productive citizens as we're, you know, uh, excited about young young boys to become positive citizens and young men. So it's for the community. It's for all kids. It's for all high school kids. Let me make sure I say that high school kids uh, and so they can, you know, receive some information that can help them along their journey in life. We're chatting with Carl Francis. He is the Director of Communications for the NFL Players Association, the co-founder of the Hampton Roads Youth Foundation, the Leadership Symposium, coming up on Friday, July the 7th, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. They've also got the 27th Annual Hampton Roads All-Star Football Camp at Armstrong Stadium in Hampton at Hampton University on July the 8th, 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. Now, 27 years All-Star Camp. My goodness, I'd love to see a list, Carl. I'm not sure if you and Vernon Lee and the others there keep it of all the greats that have rolled through, but it is just a list of who Who's who, right? We wouldn't have the time. It's on our website, hrof.org, okay. of all the players, all the personnel that we've had come through. Because most people don't know, we have you know we have a lot of players come through, but we've gotten you know a lot of personnel folks that's in the NFL, like Morocco Brown, who's the chief personnel director for the uh, Indianapolis coach, which is essentially the assistant general manager. Mm-hmm. We got Donovan Cotton, who's a uh, NFL scout for the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, obviously, everybody knows Mike Tomlin. but And my son, he spoke at the camp uh, several years and as a camp participant, but now he's with he's an NFL scout with the, with the uh, Cleveland Browns. So we have a number of people that's not only playing on the field, but are also now in the front office that, is, that are impacting uh, young people, and we have involved in the camp as well. And if a kid wants to get out there and, and get involved with the camp, how do they do it? I mean, they can register right there on the website, correct? Absolutely. I would suggest they go to the website. They can go to our Instagram account, HRYF757, and uh, look at the registration and Eventbrite link and, and link and click on there and sign up and uh, be a part of a special weekend. Half University has partnered with us. They're providing their great resources, their great facilities, service and all the things that allow us to put together a first-class football camp, uh, film session, everything surrounding helping these guys uh, have a good time. And what I love most about it, Carl, is this is a free combine-style football camp open to all high school athletes. You've got camp instructors consisting of, as you've sort of touched on, certified coaches, trainers, NFL players, attendees can expect to participate in skills and drills for offense and defense as well as seven-on-seven, lunches included. And then you get a chance to you know meet and have the opportunity to showcase those talents in front of an invited league, executive, NFL players, and more. So, I mean, the dime that it requires, you know how a lot of these uh, parents, and you've done it, we've talked about your son many years, Blake playing basketball, Westfield haven't covered him, state champion game went on to Richmond had a great career listen it's not it's not cheap all it's oftentimes it's expensive to this but this is something that is well worth your time and hey you can't get much better of a deal than that the value of the information and the resources we provide I can't even put a dollar on it we have but I won't even talk about it because it's not about that because I wanted to really really express how important it is just for us to give back uh, and that's just what we're doing and this has just been in our heart for 27 years. It started off at Darling Stadium 27 years ago with with uh, Mike Husted, uh with Terry Kirby, with Chris Slade, with Dwight Hollier, with Reggie Langhorn. And now we've gone through so many great young men. Even Jeremiah Wusu was there two years ago. And so we've had so many great athletes come come through and uh, just appreciating Jalen Holmes. 
I, I can't even remember. I won't even start naming people. I'll stop there. But uh, the impact has been incredible. The support of the community, uh, the support of all the high school coaches in the Hampton Rose area. We have phenomenal coaches. We have some of the greatest coaches in the country that are assisting and building and developing our young 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 football players. And, and we appreciate them bringing the kids out, being a part of this camp over 27 years. So, uh, we have many of our coaches were camp attendees, okay, in the camp that are now head coaches. So they understand the importance of what this camp provides for their football players. So we're just appreciative of everybody that takes the time out, the parents and everybody to bring the kids out to be a part of the camp. Make sure you're going out there July the 8th for the All-Star Camp, the symposium on July the 7th. HRYF.org is the website for so much more. You can also follow Carl as well as the camp on Twitter. Carl's available on Twitter at C. Francis Jr. and also the camp at HRYF757. You can find him on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and so much more. Before we let you run, Carl, always a pleasure. And I think I think your duty and work in the community and nationwide goes without saying, but I will say it publicly that I think that Hall of Fames are coming in your future with all that you've done throughout our great state in your hometown here. But I do want to know, listen, I say I'll have to butter you up because i got to hit you with a hard-hitting issue if you will. We love doing oh, this when you boy. have one. You know, I know things have changed a lot from your first days as the Director of Communications to now. All the news out here, and it's not always been, you know, the most positive, and it's unfortunate we highlight some of that instead of the great things in the community. Guys like the the Derek Notties, the Jeremiah Wooses, the Josh Sweats, yeah. the Jalen Holmeses too. But I do want to know and get your feeling on as the Director of Communications and where the league is right now, all the news that's coming out about the, the sports gambling right now and how it's affected the league and its players. What's your feeling on the situation right now, and how do we go about rectifying it? Can it be rectified fully? I think it can. I just think more information needs to be shared. I think it's the information is somewhat unclear uh, to a lot of players uh, because it's new, and, and, and the way the league is enforcing it, I think sometimes there's a lot of ambiguity in the, the understanding of it. So I think it's going to take us uh, to be more uh, deliberate and making sure that the players got the right information and they understand not necessarily the reasoning, but just understand what the rule is and how it imply, how it impacts and how they can uh, understand it. Because I think there's a lot of misunderstanding in the rules right now. So I think there's more information and more education that need to be shared, and I'm sure we'll, we'll do that in the upcoming months, possibly beginning in training camp. So as just a quick follow-up to that, it feels like that in a lot of respects, and I've noticed this even with things, so I don't want to make a total analogy, but like NIL and some of the rules with college sport yeah. athletes and things that are going on, even now the VHSL welcoming NIL, that sometimes there are certain athletes, even players, that might be breaking a rule they're not fully aware of. Is that Does that kind of right. coincide with what you're saying? And then to follow that up, is this as big an issue as maybe the media is portraying it out to be in your eyes? Is, is it something that you all are having a lot of discussions, lengthy discussions about? It's not as big as the issue as the media is making it out to be. I think it's big because it's new. Okay. People aren't familiar because we haven't had um, the the amount of attention brought to it in past previous years as we had, and it's kind of new. So I think that's what's being that's what you're seeing in the media. But I think that uh, the more and more we educate players, the more and more we share information, the more we have discussions. I think you'll see more clarity, and I think you'll see less of those articles that you've seen in the past. Um, but, look, you know, we have 15, we have probably 2,000 players in the league right now. And if you look at the number of players that we have in the league versus the number of players that you've seen uh, in these type of situations, 
I don't think we're dealing with much of an issue right now. I just think, you know, uh, we just need to continue to educate our players, inform them, and I think you'll see more of a clarity just in understanding what these rules mean and, and how it impacts them. For sure. And as you know, it is in June and July until we get that football revved up in August. We need something to talk about. So it gives us some fodder for sure. Well, uh, great things going on in the community with HRYF. The Hampton Roads Youth Foundation has been a pillar for over 25 years, and they believe empowering the youth is the key to producing young, productive, successful citizens. Going out there for the 27th Annual All-Star Football Camp a week from today at Armstrong Stadium at Hampton University and also the Leadership Symposium coming up on Friday, July the 7th with Thomas Skeeter III, Brendan Hill, and Kimberly Martin of ESPN, all a part of that. Always a pleasure, my friend. You enjoy the holiday weekend. It's already underway. Uh, send my best to Blake and the family there, and uh, I'm sure we'll bump into you soon. You'll probably see my guy Will Garlic out there to camp, so uh, we'll talk again. Oh, man, I can't wait to see Will. All right, take care, man, man. Always good to talk to you. We'll talk soon around football season, so, okay? For sure. That is the one and only Carl Francis. Thank you so much with us here, the Director of Communications for the NFL Players Association and the co-founder, along with Vernon Lee, of the Hampton Roads Youth Foundation. They do just a terrific job with everything in the community and beyond. We'll take a timeout, and I think we are going to finally hear from the coach, Ed Young, who was able to oh. get the loose shit. Yeah, at least he's texting me. He said, the phone rang. I said, well, what, he wake up? He must have. Well, no, he was in the middle of a timeout against Phoebus, I'm sure. It was a hot and heavy game, and he says he wants to rant about something, so get the dump button ready. It's coming your way on your Sports Connection Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Hampton Roads has a long-running high school and college sports tradition. It's time to give them the spotlight they deserve. This is 757 Saturday Sports Talk on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Here is Matt Hatfield. Already had on the show the likes of Carl Francis from the NFLPA, Hampton Roads Youth Foundation, as well as Super Eric Rogers with the Seven Cities program that begins tomorrow over at Norview High School in Norfolk, if you missed any of that. And also, we've got Josh Sweat coming up with the Philadelphia Eagles. He had an Oscar Smith High School in Chesapeake. It'll be available on the podcast page on Priority Auto Sports Radio 941.com. Back here on 757 Saturday Sports Talk. Matt Hatfield here with you. Dino Franza, our producer engineer extraordinaire. And I think we do have the coach, Ed Young, finally on the line on what is a busy Independence Day weekend, or I should say kickoff to weekend for him, as we say good morning to the venerable, feisty, passionate coach from Nansman River Basketball. How are you, sir? The coach greets all. I feel good. Um, Beautiful day out. We're playing basketball indoors. Where else would I rather be other than the beach um, with the good scenery? Um, and, and the kiddies played good today. Um, oh, you won. I'm, I'm going to say something that I rarely say. I was, all, I was almost speechless in the game. Wow. We played Phoebus, who is very athletic, young, but very athletic, got bigger size than us. We won, thir- I know it's summer league, we won 32-12. Wow. And played some defense. We held, or they didn't play we some held offense, one of the two. in the first half. And they only scored three in the second half, the wow. last two minutes. That answered the question. And I had two I had two rising ninth graders in the game at that time. Man. Well, you know what it is, Ed? So, James Daniel and company wanted to go easy on you. Plus, they're still celebrating, as we get news out there, about the gymnasium at Phoebus, now bearing the name of one Marcellus Boo Williams. They named the gym after him this week. It was in the paper and on the news. So, well-deserved, long overdue for Boo. 
And um, as we all know, he's the uncle of Troy Williams, and he was a great player back in his day, back in the 70s, went on to St. Joseph's, who somebody once said on these airwaves, the School of Aspirin. So there you have it. Uh, Boo Williams, good for him. Um, yeah, Boo deserves it. He's done a lot, a lot, a lot for the community. So many kids, coaches over the years. It means, it mean, come on now, putting his name on the court for the city of Hampton means nothing to them, so to speak, to do that. It's a tremendous honor. Uh, for for him, and um, I think there's nobody around that would say no. It, it's 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 about time. It really is. They waited too long, but they got it done. And thank God they did it while he's breathing, instead of watching it from heaven or whatever. As they say, give your flowers while you're alive, because when you're dead, they really don't do nothing for you. Yeah. Um, and and you know, Phoebus is just tremendous. A- athletic history has been tremendous, and Boo's been a big part of that. No question about it. So that's pretty cool to see. And. Uh... It'll be interesting to see what uh what uh now transpires with uh, you know I was thinking about this today Ed before we get to uh, my top five high school football games to get your take on that what gymnasium or field or stadium should have the name of somebody that it doesn't already I mean we already got Maury for basketball it's Baker Bacalus Court they could certainly do something in honor of a Joe Smith or a Cam Chancellor I know last year Green Run named its football stadium after Elijah Cadillac Harris longtime football coach in the area there and at. Indian River. He coached Plaxico Burris over at Green Run. You've got uh, Bethel's gym named after Allen Iverson, or the court is. I'm not sure if it's gym or court. Uh, who, is there somebody out there? That, could they do something? Now, Hampton's had so many great ones, from Ronald Kerr to Tyrod Taylor to Anthony Cat Barber. Is there somebody that deserves a recognition, be it a player or a coach? They obviously named, I think, the scoreboard at Darling Stadium after Mike Smith of the Hampton Crabbers. Not our Mike Smith, by the way, here at Max Media. We love Moose. But uh, Mike Smith at the Hampton Crabbers, 500-plus wins. Is there somebody out there that we're saying, you know what, he or she, it could be a she, by the way. Maybe Princess Anne High School, name it the Dozier Dome. They've joked about that, but Darnell Dozier has won 700-plus games. Is there somebody or some, are we missing somebody out there that needs an, an acknowledgement? And finally, Boo got his deserve over there at Phoebus. Well, I, I, you know, it's, it's somewhat rare in high school to do this. Politics plays a lot of role in it. But I, I like to look at, yes, you think of athletes first. You know, great, great athletes that have done well when they were in school, fairly well in college, and obviously did well in the professional ranks. You, you think of them as deserving at first. You got some athletes that were troublemakers somewhat in school. Great, They were great athletes, maybe got in a little trouble here or there, maybe got in trouble in college or the pros, blah, blah, blah. And some people don't want to honor their name. Um, and that's happened in this area, and I won't mention names. Um, I like to see coaches' longevity. Mike Smith, Jack Baker. Of course, we got Jack taking care of Teddy Backless at Maury. Um, Mike Smith, that, that field I think should be named. I know they share it. And there's so many great coaches out of Hampton. Just just looking at the football side, let alone going into basketball, you got Walt Brower. You know, why not the gymnasium at, at, um, at Hampton after Walt Brower? I like to look at coaches because of longevity at one place being very successful. And look how many, hopefully, kids that they've helped along the way. Not just athletes, but maybe some kids they touched and if they were a teacher there that were not athletes. So I, I look at it that way. But, you know, I, I would say to school districts, it, it, it's no big deal to write somebody's name on a court or to call a court or a field after somebody. It, it is a tremendous honor to that family, especially if the, the person is no longer with us. And you're right. We need to take a deep look at successful female players slash coaches. Um, we've got a tremendous amount of them. And, and what's wrong with putting two names on a field or a court? I, it's not a big deal that you, you, that you only have to do one person. 
Um, I, I don't have the ability to sit here right now and go through history and, and see who's out there. But I, I guess to believe that there's a lot out there that it would be. And then, like I said, it would be nice to do it, you know, maybe in their retirement while they're still living so that they can see that, not when they're long gone. You know, another one, Percy Harvin over at Lansdowne. He was he was a great athlete. I know people didn't like his finish. I mean, there's just so many you could think of, uh, even some of the baseball yeah. players, the, the David Wrights, the Michael Kadires, the Uptons, track and field athletes. I think we could just have a long uh, laundry list of candidates for that. So, uh, yeah, give it to them while they're still here, not while they're dead and gone. We don't want it while they're buried. They can't yeah. celebrate it. And see, Matt, the problem is, and, and this is what districts would tell you, hey, we've got four or five people to make one one decision on one person, we're going to upset a lot of families. Well, you know, do a listing, do something. Um, you know, we've had tre- tremendous baseball players in this area that have gone on for good major league careers. You know, and I, I like sometimes like, like Boo does in his facility at the, uh, we call it the Booplex, where you go in there and both sides of the court, you see numbers of great players who played in the NBA women, WNBA and the guys. And, and Ben Moore's name is up there, one of our great coaches we lost a few years back. Yeah. And it's all around the gym. Every time I walk in and look at that, I look at that, and I remember those those young ladies, those young men, when they were high school kids. I coached against a lot of them and pretty much saw all of them play. And it brings back great memories to see those those banners up there. It's not their jersey, but it's their banners. And I like to think that when you see kids gone on to good pro career, good college career, put those jerseys up. Put their names up because it's inspiration for the youngsters to come that can look at that and say, you know what, a kid played here, and look where they went. I can do this too. And then, you know, you got to preach to the kid right, but there's a way to do it. There's a way to do it. You just can't automatically think you're going to be that good. But I think it's incentive for, for the, the youngsters of nowadays to see that somebody was sitting in this gym like I am, somebody was dropping sweat in this gym or on this field, and they made it big time. I, I got a goal, and I'm going to accomplish it. All right, we're running short on time, so we have to squeeze in my top five games. Ed's mini rant because we got two interview clips of Doreen McCain and Josh Sweat coming up here. So, Ed, you ready for my top five list? Give it to me. All right, here we go. A little football, maybe in the background, something. Here we go. From five to one, the top five high school football games are all at a district matchup. Sorry to the beach. Uh, sorry to the Bay Rivers here. I don't have them on the list either, so it's mostly Eastern and Southeastern. Number five game, Thursday, August 31st. Mark your calendar for a private school, public school matchup. Benedictine, the Cadets. In Chesapeake at Western Branch. I believe that stadium's named after Lou Johnson and Dre Bly in some shape or form, I think, over there. So good to see that. Dre Bly now an assistant NFL coach. Lou, the former longtime Bruins coach. Number four on the list. We go from an out-of-state opponent to a Virginia foe. This has got to be games NVA, by the way, in the 757 here. That's why this list is very, very particular. Although Ed will have, I'm sure, a, a complaint on one of these in a second. Number four, Camden of New Jersey comes down to Norfolk on Saturday, August 26th at 2 p.m to take on the Lake Taylor Titans at Hank's house, the house of Coach Hank Sawyer. Number three, Verina out of Richmond. A couple of state champs for them recently. Alma mater of our good friend Sonny Durth from the Pilot and Daily Press, the tennis aficionado. Verina Blue Devils in Chesapeake at Indian River High School, James L. Fry Stadium, named after the principal James Fry, who the... Uh, Former uh, Indian River alum does those SNL skits. I'm forgetting his name that does that. Is it Jay Farrow? I think it does the skits out of Principal Fry. It's great if you ever watch it on SNL. It's coming up Friday, August 25th, Verina at Indian River. Number two, Ed's going to say, How's this not number one? I'll tell you why in a second. It's high, though. Phoebus at Oscar Smith, a showdown that you want to see at Beard DeLong Easley Field, named after Steve DeLong, Ed Beard, and Kenny Easley. 
Oscar Smith hosting Phoebus. Two years ago, they whacked Phoebus, both won state championships. Last year, Phoebus whacked Oscar Smith at Darling. Phoebus won a second straight state title. Phoebus now Division Four. Oscar Smith Division Six. It's the rubber match, Friday, September 1st. And number one on the list with a bullet, a rematch of last year's Class 5 state title game, Highland Springs, the Springers, who have won five state titles under Lauren Johnson, the coach there, former Hokies defensive back. Coming to Powhatan Field in Norfolk to take on the Maury Commodores. Highland Springs now Division Six. Maury is still in Division 5 and perhaps the favorite. Friday, September 8th. Be there or be square. So to recap, number 5, Benedictine at Western Branch, Thursday, August 31st. Number 4, Camden of New Jersey at Lake Taylor, Saturday, August 26th. Number 3, Verina at Indian River, Friday, August 25th. Number 2, Phoebus at Oscar Smith, Friday, September 1st. And number 1, Highland Springs at Maury, Friday, September 8th. Your thoughts, Ed? Anything you disagree with? I got to give you some props, man. That, I can't. I'm trying to sit here to argue how, the games, but I can't think of anybody outside. I'm going to have to look at the Masters. Well, you, you could look at Maury at Dinwiddie, but the problem is it's at Dinwiddie. Now that's a good place yeah, to go. Go to Virginia it. Diner, hit that 460. That's right. a good meal. Trust me, Dino. You have to go one of these trips. Uh, you'll enjoy it. But uh, and they had the horse and the cannon at Dinwiddie. But I did games in the 757 for the area. There you go. No, and, and I get that. That's a good stipulation. It has to be in the 757. I like that. I, I really don't disagree, but I'm prejudiced because I want Phoebus Smith to be number one. But Highland Springs Maury, man, there's the athletes galore in that game, scoring galore, defenders, hitters, good, good, strong coaching. Ed might even come great, to that game. Coach. He might even leave the gate at Nans River or whatever uh, date or dance floor he's got to go to to see that game. He might be there for that one. Say something yeah, funny that, to him. That's a game uh, I'd want to. That's a game I'd want to be on the sideline. Somebody sideline to see it up close because that's a game. That's a state championship game every time. I don't care if the characters change. That's still a uh, – those those programs tradition and those coaches they have, that, that's a hell of a game. Now listen, um, now listen real quick. Now you could say, well, hold on. Your list has got some outside 757 flavor. You've got either an 804 team, Verona Benedictine, an out-of-state team, Camden, Holland Springs, an 804 team as well. The only matchup that has two 757s is Phoebus Oscar Smith put the number one. Well, the problem I got with that is two as opposed to one. Number one, Holland Springs Mori is a phenomenal game. And secondly, the Phoebus Oscar Smith in the last two years has been blowout. So I can't put it top billing until they play each other in a close competitive game. Although I think this year it will be a lot closer than the last two year running clock margins. Yes. yes. I think I think Smith, they've got that, that game in highlight everywhere. Now, you can't go too far ahead. When is that game played? It's Friday, September 1st. And I was going to say, your knock on my games here is all these games are August late early September, whereas the mid to late game, but again, I went with out-of-district games, not your in-district games. I don't have the beach because they don't play out-of-district games. I don't have the Bay Rivers, so that's the little you know quarrel you have. There will be some good games with yeah. district playoff ramifications later in the year, but those are five circle-to-date games to go check out late August, early September, as Ed's a little grouchy and crumudgeny because his school has restarted and his summer vacation will be over by then, which will be counting down those days just to get them all riled up. So, as we say goodbye to you, give us your mini quick. It's got to be quick. All You're right. upset about here, here the uh, about the contracts and ESPN. Go ahead, let it out. Let out the steam. ESPN, ESPN, what WTH are you doing? You get rid of productive people who have been with you for a while. Van Gundy, Jalen Rose, Susie Colburn, even though I, sometimes I wonder, but she does a job. Uh, and You don't want to kiss her like Joe Namath, do you? Well, no, we got to be careful with that one. <laughs> okay. Uh, I just want to kiss you. Yeah. But you and, I, and I understand because of cutbacks or whatever. 
But, you know, the Disney company, you got Goofy and, and uh, Minnie Mouse making these decisions. How about getting somebody else? And you yeah. keep Stephen A. Smith. Are you kidding me? What's wrong with Stephen A? buffoon you have. Buffoon? Whoa. He, Whoa, that's not he, nice. Yeah, I said it. Put it down. I don't care. Wow. He, he's he's never coming on this show. Thanks a lot, Ed. He's over-opinionated and he's overrated. Oof. Period. I said what I said. Oof. I said what I said. Oof. Number two, because I got to go. He, uh, NBA, what WTH are you doing? We're giving somewhat above-average players $25 million a year to switch teams. Are you kidding me? Fred Van Sleet is, is a tremendous player. But what's he going to make next year? Is it thirty-three million or something? You got a problem with so you got a problem with Gabe Vincent getting eleven million dollars a year and he, he doesn't even start half the time? You got a problem with that, Bruce Brown? Don't, I, <laughs> I look, look. Dino's got his finger on the button, so don't make me have to. Dennis the Menace Schroeder getting uh, two years, twenty-six million. Ed, Ed can't even get twenty-six twenty-six dollars a day. No, he's coaching. No, all, all that. No, I'm not worried about getting paid. <laughs> I make four thousand dollars a year to coach. I don't mind saying it. Okay, but the bottom line is this. Now when you go to games, instead of paying $175 for a seat in the corner or the beam in front of you, now you're going to have to pay 200 for that That's seat. A good point. I'm sick and tired of this crap. Yeah. You know, these, the players, I tr- they, they should get what they want if the owner's going to give it to them, yes. But it needs to be taken care of, especially the way our, our society is. And, you know, you go get groceries and it costs you two weeks' pay to get a half a uh, carton of grocery. I'm just sick and tired of it. The players don't deserve all that money. $27 million a year for a guy that averaged eight points a game. Draymond Green resized the Golden State. The best thing Draymond Green does is get under your skin. I agree with you on that. I mean, come on now. He's overpaid. Well, go get him, Ed. You're fired up. Go get the Huguenot Falcons and go take out your frustration on them and go lead your team to a second victory. Um, I don't know about me. It ain't going to nothing to do about me, but I'll tell you what. Let these kids not play the defense they played in the first game, and you won't have to worry about me being speechless. All right. That is the never speechless right. Ed Young. Have a good time. He's over there at Bethel today. Let's hear from before we go to break, Dino. That was something else, wasn't it? He wow, was fired up, wasn't man, he? My goodness. He went on a rant. Yeah, he oh, was angry. Man. He was angry, coach. He was ready to like bite somebody like a dog. Woof, woof, growl. Sit, Dino. Sit, Dino. No, Dino's good. Yeah, he is sitting still. Don't worry. Uh, but we do have Doree McCain who was not angry. He was happy. The Maury Commodores won the ODU 7-on-7 seven seven passing tournament. Here's what he told us a couple weekends ago. We listened to it now on 94.1. All right, here with Moorhead football coach Doreen McCain as Commodores win the Old Dominion 7-on-7 passing tournament defeating Green Run in the championship. Coach, I know this was nice to get a championship trophy on this field the last two years, denied the last couple years, hoping to have a different feeling again come this December. But uh, to outlast the heat and competition quality teams all day long, you have to feel like this is a positive step and certainly you continue to team build, right? Yeah, I think it's um, you know, it's a good thing for the guys moving in. I want to say moving in the right direction, like we're in a we're in a bad system, but um, sure. you know, trying to make sure that we finish this year. That's 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 the goal. Um, we know we're working towards. So, um, great day for the guys, um, and it's a way to see a bunch of guys um, emerge mm-hmm. um, to see who can do what moving forward, who can't do what. So. Great day by the guys. They competed from start to finish, and I'm proud of them. Speaking of names and merge, we'll get to a couple of those in a second. But both teams, both your squad here and Green Run, not at full strength. This is some key guys, which happens when kids are taking college visits, summertime, graduation, all those things. But how much do you like the depth? And I heard some of your guys talk about, you know, deeper and things like that, that you have second and thirds that prepare to be like ones, right? Yeah, um, and that's and that's when you know um, the program is in the right direction when you got it like that. So um, guys know it's competition every day. Um, it's no hard feelings. You're either getting it done or you're not. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
I mean, I mean, it's good that, like you said, guys have to, guys on college visits. Um, you know, we had a couple that was gone yesterday. We went to William and Mary. Um, so guys being able to step up, and we need that um, mm-hmm. because we don't know how the course of the season is going to end up. We're playing November, December. Injuries happen. This happens, that happens, and we need to be able to see what we got. Certainly in the uh, semifinals, you beat Verona. You beat Hermitage, I think, earlier. It might have been the quarters or beginning of the tournament. So you play some rich teams. You, beat, you win this game in the championship, trilling. And I think the two seminal plays that stand out was Fred J.R. Johnson. with uh, He mossed a defender to get a touchdown. He had a big catch on second down for a penalty to set you up. I mean, he's really just blossoming both sides of the ball. He's a really wonderful prospect. Yeah, I mean, he's been a guy that I've been talking about for a while. Um, and... The fact that uh, you know people are paying more attention to him and he's kind of getting what he's deserved. Jr. has worked his his tail off, um, just all every year, but definitely in this off season. I just seen him turn into another notch. Uh, very coachable kid. He's going to do everything you ask, mm-hmm. um, and just a ball player. And you got a lot of guys that go both ways. One of them in particular, Devontae Floyd, who just made his commitment to Duke. A LeBron Bond, Levante Bond. You have a bunch of different guys that their willingness and I think unselfishness is a big key to your success. Definitely, definitely. I think we understand that it's team ball first. That's the way that we've um, won over these past few years. It's, mm-hmm. it's team ball. Even when we had the Beasleys and the Lamberts and the Peels, um, it was about team. So um, these guys just followed that that tradition and what's already kind of been happening and now it's just finishing. You've had some uh, top tier quarterbacks over the years. This mm-hmm. year should be no different with multiple guys there. Kendall Daniels who can run and throw, play defense and then today, Altori Newkirk. Tell me about him because it seemed like he made a lot of good reads and throws throughout the day. Uh, we're good in that quarterback room. Um, we like what we have um, and he knows he has to um, he made a lot of great decisions today um, and you know, as time goes, especially in the beginning of the season, he'll have his you know, mistakes here and there but um, we look forward to bigger things from him mm-hmm. and, and that quarterback room as a whole, actually. Sure. sure. And, uh, names emerging. I think a name that's a youngster is it Hunter Collins for yeah. you back there. He made some plays here and there for you. Yeah. I mean, he, he's another guy. He's a 26 kid, so, um, but ready to compete. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and that's what it is here. You got to be ready to compete um, and you got to be about team ball. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, it's not for everybody, but Hunter's one of those other kids that step up to the plate and know that it's about team. I got to compete to get on the field, and he's, he's done that. I know people will look at this result. It's just a seven-on-seven seven thing, but certainly we know football's played with pads, and you got some guys up front that when you get the helmets and shoulder pads and do that, you've got to like what you have in that nucleus. How much does it excite you as a coach and your staff that, all right, we've got some of the skill guys, but also up front we can do some damage when we get to real football come September, October, November, and hopefully in December? Yeah, well, um, I would say that it's a big shout-out, and and, uh, and those guys know what they got, and they've been working. Um, they even work on our off days, and that's mm-hmm. – Coach Bryce, Coach Tev, and Coach Jones and those guys. So um, they're excited about what they got. They've been working their tail off to get those guys better. And, and as we've gone through these workouts so far, um, we like what we have up front. We like what we have in, just as a team. So it's just it's really just putting it all together and getting it done. Certainly. Lastly, appreciate your time. You've been in the state championship in the last two years. Tough losses, but you're not ducking competition. Your schedule this year is a gauntlet. In fact, here in the offseason, you're ducking competition. You play William Mary 7-on-7 seven seven yesterday. You play this one, Old Dominion. So tell me about just what that does for your guys to see the best of the best and as you hope to get on that journey come December of this year. We have to compete. We have to compete. Um, and the more and more that we're in those situations where we're in dogfights. And then this one right here that we had to come down and play, I mean, sometimes we, we've been on both ends of that last game and it going either way, last play of the game or, or, or game being over with a minute left or whatever the case may be. So um, we, we got to play those games and we got those opponents and, you know, we're looking to go and win. Um, like your first three games, or is it Wise, Highland Wise, Springs, Dimity? Teams yeah. that are like in the state championship yes. game every year, right? Yes, yes. So um, competition, yeah. um, you know, 
those guys are, are some of the best, so let's go. Um, and I'm pretty sure that they'll be ready too in, in film and in their offseason. And, and we got to focus on Maury, and that's, that's what we're worried about. Thanks so much. Congrats, and we'll see you soon. Thank you, man. Wow, what a gauntlet for the Maury Commoners. Congrats to them, champs of the ODU 7-on-7 passing tournament. I'm sure we'll be documenting them as we get closer to kickoff in late August. Coming up next, it's Oscar Smith alum and Philadelphia Eagles pro bowler Josh Sweat right here on 757 Saturday Sports Talk. Keep it tuned to 94.1. Hampton Roads has a long-running high school and college sports tradition. It's time to give them the spotlight they deserve. This is 757 Saturday Sports Talk on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Here is Matt Hatfield. All right, we're here with Josh Sweat, the Philadelphia Eagles defensive end out of Oscar Smith High School in Chesapeake, back home in the 757 with his under-the-lights football combine and dodgeball tournament. Josh, good to be back in the 757, get back in the old groove of things and see some familiar faces. How's it feel for you? Oh, it's great, man. I'm just... It's good to be back. I haven't played on this field for like 10 years, man. It's, it's nice being out here, being out with a lot, a lot of my guys that I got to get out here, being around the kids, and um, it's great, man. It's great. Yeah, I saw one of your guys, Trenton Cannon, who you ran track with, I believe, kick yeah. 10 high school NFL guy as well. How much does it matter to you to, to come back home? I know you have a lot of great memories from these days in the yeah. 757, playing at Oscar Smith, big moments, national TV games, yeah. playing for Coach Morgan, who I'm sure you have stories about. But oh, yeah. just, just, just the, the whole – does it bring back and rekindle a lot of those things from those days? I mean, yeah, for sure. Especially on this field, man. We this is you only play on this when you, you know, playing in big games. So, like I said, bit, last time I played on it though, it's not pleasant. Oh. <laughs> I didn't get to play, but you know, it was like I just wanted my team to win because we we had a shot at going to states and winning it. But um, which loss was that? I hate to bring uh, it up. Ocean Lakes. Ocean Lakes. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah. 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 Yep, yep. Yeah. But they had a pretty good guy on defensive oh, line yeah. in the NFL, too, no, Derek Naughty. Uh, so. Yeah, they had a, uh, well, he wasn't there. He was actually gone. Oh, that's yeah. right. Derek so was, was gone, him. but they had a lot of dudes. They had, yeah. yeah, they had a lot of dudes, for sure. But um, it's nice. It's just nice being back out here, man. And once we got everything flowing and organized, it's, it's good now. It's yeah. a unique combination you have with testing, with 40, vert, yeah. all these things, and then also a dodgeball tournament. A lot of guys have come back and given back to 7 7 You're doing something different, and it's free for yeah. the kids and community. Tell me what made you want to do that, what propelled you to do this. I mean, I feel like I got a, I got enough to give back. You know what I mean? So it's, I'm fortunate enough to give them a good experience. Um, have them come out for a chance to win prize. I got a whole bunch of stuff. Um, you know, it's just, it's nice, man. I, w- I just want to get them, give them the experience because something I wish I would have had. You know, going up, we didn't, we didn't have a lot of guys around. You know, coming back. They, I mean, obviously doing their own big things. You know what I mean? So. I'm fortunate, you know, to give back. That's that's really that's really it. Take me back, Josh, when you were a kid. Was there an NFL player or two that you met and said, I want to be that one day? And was there anything that you went to camp-wise, combine-wise, that was sort of an inspiration or motivation for you? Honestly, the guy who really made me want to take my stuff to a next level, even when I wasn't, was uh, Andrew Brown. Okay. When he transferred there and, he, and I saw how big he was, like, as far as, like, on the on the national scale, like, he was already knowing D-tackling stuff, and I never knew football went that far in high school. And I was like, yeah, I, I want to be like him. Isn't it pretty real. crazy? The NFL, you had three defensive linemen, yourself, Andrew Brown, Jalen Holmes, the other side for Lake Taylor, yeah. on that national television. Yeah. Did you think back to those days, I some of those three that, moments? Yeah. We, um, <laughs> you yeah. keep in touch with those guys, I'm sure, right? Yeah, he was good, but... Who was it? Was uh Salem? Was it Salem? National River? I forgot who it was. We played with Jalen Holmes. Lake Taylor. Lake, Lake Taylor. Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. They. We annihilated him, but <laughs> Jalen Holmes was, was he was good for Sorry. sure. Massive. I think yeah he went to uh, Ohio State. Yeah. Vikings. I actually had to play against him because he played tight end. I played defensive end, right. and I was uh 
sophomore, I think. I think that's right. Yeah. yeah. We're pretty rare to have that from Massive. this area in one game. Yeah. Massive. Yeah, man. Like, well, like I said, um, Andrew for sure was the one that made me take my game to the next level. And playing an Oscar Smith, having Andrew there, you, he was a Gatorade player. Here. You're a nationally yeah. recognized guy. I mean, that had to push and get the most out of you. Once you got to Florida yeah. State, that had to say, all right, I've been through the ringer and I know yeah. what it takes. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been, I've been through it. And I've been through hitting the restart button after injuries and stuff, man. It's just. I mean, I feel like I can just do anything at this point. Andrew got me in the camps and stuff, and he was like, hey, that's all you got to do, dog, and just do your thing, and you're good. I was scared going in them camps. Them one-on-ones really? and stuff, really? going against top-ranked dudes, and I wasn't even, you know, I didn't even play it down at of uh, high school Which is weird to think because I, you put, I got like 12 offers, I didn't even play a snap of varsity football. Yeah, that's weird because people, you put fear in the heart of yeah. them, but you, you had some intimidating, yeah. you were a little scared of For sure. Even okay. like playing regular season, so my first game was against Jalen Holmes. Real confused, <laughs> bro. He was, he was giant. But looking back, was that a good thing? That it yeah. Voted? yeah. When I was scared, it wasn't like I was scared to like, I would, it just made me just, yeah. just run, run into the wall. I was there that night. You got hurt against Western Branch. Tell me about just that process and getting back to what it what it took from you, and and I guess the the words of wisdom you got from Coach Morgan, and those in your support inner circle during that time, and how you got to there. Yeah. Um, got through that, I should say. Yeah, man. It was. I've never been into it, so going into it, I didn't know how serious it was. Um, I just thought it was, hey, get surgery, get back out. But man, the rehab is ridiculous, man. That was the hardest part. Getting the strength back. Um, still to this day, is not never the same. Still, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm plenty strong and plenty fast, but it's like never the same. And I just don't like hitting the reset button because you all, you got to start from behind. But you know, the way I go about it is your grind is a lot different when you get injured. So take it as a blessing. Your work ethic will be that much better going forward for sure. Because you got to do more than everybody. What was the best piece of advice you got on your journey to the NFL? Um, shoot, nobody feels sorry for you. Just get it. Just, you got to find a way to get it done, no matter what what disadvantage you have. Like I said, your grind is a lot different. When I mean, you starting from that that from nothing and stuff like that, your grind is way different. So. Yeah, just get it done. You're probably only a third, maybe a quarter of the way through of your pro career, you hope. Five seasons in, yeah. you've gotten a nice contract, 11 sacks, career high, a pro bowl, just a couple seasons removed. Yeah. What are you most proud of during your journey here to this point? What, what's the thing that kind of sticks out like, this is what I'm most, you know, proud about as far as accomplishing this? Honestly, like, man, my first pro bowl really meant a lot to me, man. It's just being recognized around the, uh, is everybody done? Not at <laughs> Just being recognized by people around the league, actually getting voted by players, coaches and stuff like that. And um, that was really what was a wake-up call, like, bro, you on the right track. You know what I mean? After I signed my deal, I made the Pro Bowl. And then after that, it was like, I'm just, I need people to know how good I really am. You know what I mean? And it's it's coming, though. I get better, way way better every year. Well, you're certainly in the conversation as uh, perhaps the best guy from the 757. We've got a list of guys uh, that are in the league. Brown's in the league. Nani's in the yeah. league. Jeremiah Wusu and others. Uh, for you, getting to the Super Bowl, what was that experience like, and what kind of fuel does it give you moving forward here? Super Bowl was um, Super Bowl was nice, man. It was. I mean, obviously we didn't get it done, but it was a good. It was a great experience, man. Just being the journey, just leading up to it too, man. Just get, being with the guys and stuff like that. It was nice, man. It was. It was nice for sure. I'm just. I wanted it for me and the guys, but, but damn. But the media and stuff on that bad either. It was actually kind of fun when they let everybody in there. It was funny, but yeah. Get it done. Josh, it's been so cool to watch you mature both on and off the field. Tell me what you would like to 
give back to the 757 as far as your words, be it a, a kid out there, be it the high school players and coaches, be it the Eagles fans, what you like to tell them about coming back? I'm sure this is something you want to do year after year after year, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, um, depending on how the dodgeball go, I really want to see this being like something that I do in the future. Like, I want to take the dodgeball thing. I want to travel and do it. Nice, quick hitters, you know, in different states and stuff like that. But this is nice. The combine is nice and simple. It's quick. I mean, I, I want to keep doing it, man. Hopefully this goes nice, uh, smoothly. So, yeah. The Fly Eagle Fly, Josh Sweat from Oscar Smith High School. Just thank you so much. All the best and continue the great work. Yes, sir. Appreciate, Appreciate it. You. So that was Josh Sweat, 28 and a half career sacks, five forced fumbles as a member of the Eagles who are coming off a run to the Super Bowl a season ago. A graduate of Oscar Smith High in Chesapeake that was at his Under the Lights Combine and Dodgeball Tournament held at the Virginia Beach Sportsplex last weekend. We're out of time for Josh Sweat, Carl Francis, Super Eric Rogers. Of course, the coach, Ed Young, and Dino Friends. Other side of the glass, I'm Matt Hatfield. We'll do it again next week right here on your home for sports, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Have a safe July 4th, everyone.